I'm not the scat man. This is No Pointers though. And we're your hosts, Gerald, Stephen, and Mark. And today we're going to talk all about the ins and outs of UWP. And during the intro, I just felt old because uh, people were pointing out to me on Twitter because, you know, our Twitter is always active that, um, you know, the Scatman might not be known to everyone um, because, you know, there's new generations and the Scatman is something uh, we had an episode. Go listen to that about, you know, the, the stuff that we grew up with, um, which is probably an episode full of stuff that you um, don't know what we're talking about. So if, if that's you, then you probably also don't know what the Scatman is. But we'll put a link in the show notes so that you know what it is. But first, here's some news. So this was blowing my mind. Notepad got an update in Windows 10 where you get like a gold bar whenever you're not using the latest version of Notepad. And it says like, hey, upgrade now. It's it's come to this. Notepad is telling you that it should upgrade. Wow. So, so the so the the title bar will get goldish. No, no, no. Like the the gold bar in Visual Studio, like you know that one, which, ah. which usually tells ah. you that something okay. is wrong. Okay, I ah. I barely read those gold bars, <laughs> to be honest. Well, um, I, I've learned only until I was at Microsoft that it's called a gold bar. Oh. Um, but yeah, I I I refer to the yellow thing that tells me that I'm a bad person because there are updates that I'm just ignoring. Usually, yeah, or something that didn't load appropriately. So no, I I haven't seen it. Might be because I'm not running Windows. That might be a good reason. Might be a good reason. Yeah, I haven't opened it up in a while on Windows. I should I should do this, but maybe after the show. Maybe. Well, now you have an outdated version, Mark. You should update it. You should update it. Yeah. Right. yeah uh, to be honest, right. I I just saw the headline, so I don't know what it's all about, except for you know it's getting updates. Uh, but I don't know what the the thought is behind it. Uh, but it's it's funny to me how these legacy uh, this is definitely a legacy application right because it's been in there forever and it doesn't um, it hadn't seen a change in like forever um, so it's it's funny to see new features coming in there what was the other one a while back uh, was it the line endings that it could could you know also handle like the different line endings or something um, I think that was like the the upgrade that blew everyone's minds. I thought I thought the primary use of Notepad these days is to prevent Windows from restarting. No, isn't it? Mm. You open mm-hmm, it up, mm-hmm. you enter some letters, and then Windows will hang when it wants to restart because it's an unsafe. I thought I thought that was, but yeah, I'm, I haven't used it for ages to be honest. <laughs> well, I no, me neither, because I've mentioned it multiple times. I think I just use VS Code for all this stuff because if Windows restarts, then all my stuff will still be in VS Code because it just remembers it whether I saved it or not, and that is so super cool. So that is awesome. Uh, now you know, talking about things that are awesome and talking things that are Windows, we are going to talk about what is up with UWP because UWP. People love it. People hate it. There is a lot going on about it. Uh, but first, probably take a step back. How did we end up with UWP? That's an interesting question, Gerald. UWP, I think the initial thing, when it came out, as far as I remember, it was like this WinRT. So when Windows 8 came out, there was this 
uh, ARM-based version of Windows, which was called WinRT then. And with that, they came a new app model. So the, the first time that a app store was also delivered out with Windows was on Windows 8. And the new programming model that they used then were WinRT apps, so Windows 8 apps. And from there on, there was the next evolution, Windows 8.1, which then also saw an update with the models. And then after that, I think there was something in between with an A. I can't remember the name of that one. But anyhow, I think there was a quick in between. And then we were presented with the universal Windows platform from there on. And what all these have in common is they all are XAML based. So they are kind of close to uh, WPF and the former Silverlight. Uh, so you feel a bit at home. And they also brought with some really interesting changes. Now I remember on Windows 8, it was the first time that a lot of these IO operations, they were asynchronous. So you had async await all over the place. Uh, I remember writing Windows 8 up and then after a, a year or so getting put back on a standard.net application and being really confused that so many people were only now starting out with the whole async await stuff. So that was, I think, really cool that you got in there. And yeah, that was that was like the journey. But since Windows 8, Windows 8.1, also on the phone, they were not the gigantic success that uh, some people were hoping for. I think that was like a reason why there always were some features like a bit missing in the in the framework or that some people are hoping for. And also, yeah, the the way how you had to install it. But we might get to that later. So Stephen, um, I know that while you don't really have a Windows laptop anymore that much, uh, I know that it is actually running on the HoloLens, am I right? The UWPs? It, it might as well be, yeah. From, from what I've heard, it is. Um, but the HoloLens is also, I think we've discussed this in different episode already, but it's, it's this piece of tech that, I don't know if UWP either contributes to its success but i i don't i'm not a fan of the hololens i'm sorry you're the fan of uh, the hololens i'm sorry i just don't i just don't see myself living we're in we're AR, waiting for VR. apple apple for it to come out because then <laughs> only then it is yeah, yeah, apple, apple hololens <laughs> yeah that will definitely uh blow everyone's mind uh, but no. yeah, but that's that. That's kind of the thing, right? Like it's called because we didn't even say this. I think UWP is Universal Windows Ooh. Platform. <laughs> I don't even know what it is actually. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Uh, so and Universal, you know, uh, I guess that applies then to you know running it everywhere. So on your desktop machine, which is I think the primary thing, but also on your Hololens, and also it it kind of ran like you said, Mark, already on the Windows Phone. Um, so you know you could you could run it uh, like cross-platform, um, but only across Microsoft-supported platforms. If that makes sense. Yeah, but I mean you could also get the gigantic Surface. You know the one that. Oh you, yeah. The the one that you can do these meetings with, with a camera on top and the pen that you can draw on. And I really need one. I don't know why, but it's cool. Huge, ginormous TV screen that you could. And you can write UWP apps also for that. So I think there are some platforms out there where you can only write UWP apps for. And yeah. uh, another space that I know that you can do it is if you've got like these ARM-based IoT devices, so devices that do not have a ginormous amounts of memory and CPU, you can also write UWP apps 
for those devices. And they will actually run quite snappy because of the background that they have with the phone factor. Um, the phones back in the day, they were not quite as powerful as the iPhones and Android phones uh, that we have today. So it is it can run quite fast and smooth on those devices, which I think is a plus, one can say, for uh, writing a UWP app. Yeah, and like you said, it, it doesn't officially target non-Microsoft systems, but we have like the Xamarin forms, we all know that. Um, for that, and also some community stuff like Uno, for example. And I think you forgot the most important machine, Mark, the oh. Xbox. Oh, yes. How could yeah. I forget that? <laughs> the Xbox. The Xbox, yeah. So Here so he how comes with UWP his HoloLens. How, how many UWP apps have you got installed on your Xbox, Stephen? Well, I technically, don't, I don't know. all the apps on there are I UWP mean... apps, Mark. <laughs> technically. How, how many did I write myself? Well, zero, but well, you know. none. Yeah. Uh, but there is actually, so it's it's kind of funny because, you know, if you look really closely, which is probably, you know, the way they intended it is you see the tiles and you see the kind of Windows 8, Windows Phone kind of influences in there. Um, and also, you, I think the icon for the Xbox store or whatever that thing is called, um, you know, it's the exact same icon as the, the Microsoft store on Windows 10. So, um, and, you know, it's it shows you the same kind of, um, um, splash screen kind of thing. So you can definitely see that it's, yeah, that's it's UWP apps. Um, I actually made a video, here comes the plug, video on uh, YouTube uh, to, uh, you know, test Xamarin Forms and then the UWP uh, variant, of course, to run it on uh, an actual Xbox Series X that was just out at the time. Um, and it's actually, you know, you, had, you have to take some steps to actually connect to it and enable developer mode. Uh, but after that, you have uh, an app running on the Xbox, and that is pretty cool. But yeah, from there, um, so I think one of the, I, you know, because I think we chose this topic, what's up with UWP, because it sounds amazing. It is all amazing. It all works. It's fantastic. There's a lot to do about it. Uh, but still, it doesn't seem to really take off for some reason. Um, which is, you know, we're not going to answer that in this episode. Whoop, whoop, we lost half <laughs> our listeners. Um, but, you know, there, I, don't, I don't know what the answer is, uh, but we can at least, you know, speculate about what it might be. And I think one of the reasons might be because there are so many different techniques that have to do with Windows out there right now, Windows development. You have WPF, you already mentioned that, Mark. You have then UWP. Um, WindForms is back. So, you know, you have all these different flavors. Why should you choose one over the other? Why don't they just go with one? Yeah, I think there is a, a lot of history that is backed onto the Windows platform. And I think also, if you look at today's choices, if you are writing an app that has to run on a desktop computer, uh, if it's a basic uh, forms of a data type of application, I mean, you also have the web apps now uh, that are, in that space that will offer users uh, the promise of PWAs, progressive web apps that could take over as a desktop app, uh, which is also something that Google has promoted quite heavily with their Chromebooks. So I think the, the space is just different than back in the day when there was WinForms or WPF, when usually your web uh, applications, they just were not as feature-rich as what you can do today. And then there is like the the legacy so some companies they have invested quite a lot of time and money in building up uh, certain applications based on winforms or wpf and they just do not see the value of just like shifting to a new platform just overdoing everything to get the same result 
And since UWP is run mostly from an app store, so the background idea is not that you deliver it out with some installer. I mean, you can sideload in a UWP app, but it's not that nice of an experience as you would uh, usually uh, get with a one-click installer for, let's say, WinForms or WPF. It's, uh, yeah, that, that takes, you just have to take all these things a bit into consideration. I think that's also why uh, UWP has got sometimes a bit of a hard time to uh, get started. And there are also some considerations to take. Since you are uh, this App Store model, you're like in this sandbox. So some things you are not anymore allowed to do. I mean, so if you write a WPF application and you get the right permissions, you can go willy-nilly uh, on your file system and do all kinds of things that you should probably not do. Uh, sometimes you need to do the things because you're actually knowing what you do. Sometimes you didn't really have an idea what you're doing and you were doing some things that were not that good uh, from a security point of view. But yeah, those are things that uh, sometimes you, you don't have those features anymore in UWP. I vaguely remember building a UWP app that we needed to sideload. And I also vaguely remember and... I remember it vaguely because I probably pushed it out of my mind quite soon after <laughs> um, that it was quite the chore to get that done. Like all the certs indeed and all this, this, oh, yeah, I still have. It's all coming I, back. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's coming back. back. It's coming back in waves. Yeah, I just, I just recently actually had to uh, sideload a UWP app. I did over App Center. Uh, so if you, the dear listener, don't know what App Center is, we'll put a link into the show notes. It's really cool to make quick and easy builds on a server and set that up. But I then, when you build a UWP app and you want to sideload it onto a computer, you have to have a certificate that signs your app. And that certificate also has to be installed on your uh, computer that you then want to install it to. And that can be a bit complicated for your average user. Um, so yeah, that, I think that's just showing that so, there are still some rough edges with UWP uh, that just have not been ironed out. And one could argue that it's actually a good thing that that's not possible because then insecure uh, or malware applications cannot be installed on that device. But if it at the end of the day, uh, people don't really like if you tell them what they shouldn't be allowed to do all the time. So. Yeah, and you've got these other app models like WPF and WinForms where you can just do it and you can just install something. So I think, yeah, that just is a a burden that is uh, sometimes a bit hard to swallow for some. You mentioned it before, Gerald, the, the Xamarin form support, or was it you, Stephen? I, yeah. I can't remember. It was from another booth. <laughs> so uh, Xamarin Forms actually also supports writing UWP apps. It does. It does. It does. I actually... The, the one Nougat package I made, Pancake Feud, did have a UWP version. It still has, but as as with some things UWP, I don't maintain it myself. For reasons mentioned earlier, I don't have a Windows machine, which helps. Um, but no, it's, it's also just to... Well, I, I don't want to say UWP is just not big enough in the market share department, because I'm pretty sure that'll get some heated comments going our way um but it it just wasn't a priority for me but yeah it uh, it does have some informed support uh it's not always completely 100% covered i would say and i think also uh what you see for Xamarin forms is as soon as they release a new version 
of uh, Xamarin Forms, which, well, currently they don't anymore, obviously, but um, in the past, you would see that some things would come later to UWP. Um, I think Hot Reload, was that one of those things that came yeah. somewhat later? I seem to vaguely remind remember that. So yeah, and and also Xamarin Forms, like you said, is it's it's meant really for mobile devices, whereas UWP tries to be so much more. So it's uh, there's there's a few flavors here that have some inter overlapping concerns, maybe if you want to call it that. When you look back at the like the history, I mean, Xamarin was always meant to bring C sharp to mobile platforms, and when they started out, um, there was a Windows Phone around. Um, I think that's also why UWP was brought on. So it was supported. I think at the beginning, it was actually not UWP. It was probably Windows 8, Windows Phone 8.1, something like that. And so I think later on, when Windows market share started to drop, you could see that there was not quite the same effort put into UWP as there were for the other platforms. And I, I can sort of understand it. I mean, you will have a lot of apps that are targeted for the uh, phone platforms, uh, the, the phone device, the, the phone specific devices. And yeah, so UWP got a bit uh, sidetracked and there were some some bugs in there that uh, yeah were, were not always addressed so quickly. I, I remember like in the uh, Octobers when a lot of open source contributions happened because there's this Hacktober thing going on. Um, there were always uh, a few volunteers that uh, got rid of some UWP bugs. And with those open source contributions, I mean, I think those are really great, but uh, you could also just like feel that when new features came out, they were not always uh, right there, as you said, Stephen, as the, the other platforms. And I think that, yeah, contributed even further to, to giving it a bit of a bad rap when, when developing with Xamarin Forms. And I think one also always has to see, as you said, some, some paradigms that just quite different if you compare how UWP works to how the other mobile uh, systems work, especially in the beginning. I mean, Windows 8, it had a completely different uh, user experience uh, and, and design layout than the iOS or the Android platforms of the day. And I think that, yeah, all of those things uh, in the end summarized why, why UWP as of even today is maybe not or is not as equally supported as the other platforms are. But if we look a bit into the future, and that's actually not that a distant future, um, there are quite a, th a few things happening uh, when we look at UWP. So there's this WinUI 3 and Project Reunion that's uh, underway. And I think with that, there will be some changes that will be quite interesting. Yeah, so the whole Xamarin form space in this area is, you know, it's it's a bit heated depending on who you ask. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of a funny um, scenario, right? Uh, because, you know, UWP is something from Microsoft. Xamarin is something from Microsoft. So why are they not supporting like their own stuff? Um, is that always the question you get, which is, you know, I somewhat get that sentiment. On the other hand, you know, there's a lot of, um, other things that are not supporting Microsoft directly, other uh, products and, and, and whatnot. Um, and I think, you know, I, to be honest, I don't know any of the numbers or whatever. I don't think I have access to that. But um, I think, you know, it's, it's a matter of priority. Android and iOS is just much bigger, um, like we, I think, already established. And UWP, you know, yeah, sure. 
there are definitely some users using that, but uh, they're not nowhere near the numbers that Android and iOS are doing. So, you know, whenever there is a bunch of issues, which there are, um, and you have to choose, then the Android and iOS ones are probably always going to win, um, which is, you know, not fair, maybe, if you were that developer that is using it for UWP. Um, on the other hand, you know, uh, Xamarin Forms is published under the MIT license to use as is. You don't have to pay for it, but you don't have to also expect maybe too much support. Um, I mean, we and the team are doing our very best to actually, um, you know, make it work, make you happy, because that's what we want to do. We want to empower you to achieve more. Um, but you also have to understand that there is um, we're we're with just so many and you're with thousands and millions and and whatever so yeah um, and it's open source so you can fix it yourself uh, you know I mean there's there's arguments for both sides definitely and I mean the other the other side is that um, um, and I'm, I'm I just keep saying we but you know Microsoft and Xarin Form team they said like you know we are supporting UWP and then a lot of the features are not really implemented so that's the other thing right if you say you support it then you have to support it and make an effort to actually do it so that's kind of like the the situation that where it's at i guess um but yeah i think with dotnet maui there is new hope on the horizon um i think mark you already mentioned like project reunion they're doing a lot of work uh when ui3 uh, to be honest, I don't really know how that fits together, but uh, .NET MAUI will have a renewed focus on desktop, uh, which is both UWP and also macOS with Mac Catalyst. Um, so, you know, uh, desktop is back and hopefully we have uh, the days behind us where not all features are not implemented across all platforms. So that would be cool. Now, Xamarin Forms is just one of the implementations of cross-platform things. Um, we already touched upon it a little bit earlier. Uno is another one, um, which uses Xamarin for iOS and Android. It also has a web um, head. How do they call it? I don't know. You can also run it on the web. Uh, you, they can also do UWP. They can do all the things, basically. So how does that work? Yeah, I think the basic idea of Uno is taking the UWP XAML syntax and bringing it to all the other platforms. So since it's using under the hood uh, some Xamarin forms, uh, it is supported on iOS and Android. Uh, of course, it's supported on Windows using the uh, native UWP implementation. And I think they got a bit inspired by a Xamarin Forms side project by Frank Kruger, the Wii, the object-oriented UI platform that I just heard should get a refresh actually quite soon. It should get lifted up to Xamarin Forms 5. We'll put a link into the show notes for that. So with uh, Uno, you can target uh, many platforms and you can be writing the XAML that you like and love if you're a huge UWP fan. I mean, I remember coming from the Windows 8 paradigm to Xamarin Forms, which was then also XAML-based. Um, it was a bit a who moved my cheese shift because everything had, again, a bit of a different name. And I I, understand, I think this is a really cool option if you have been 
on the UWP track for quite some time. I think you know something that you should definitely check out if you want to leave your Windows ecosystem and go a bit cross-platform, which is always fun. And I think one of the cool things about Juno is that it's community-driven and basically you can contribute to it too as well. So you can just open up the main repository, which is on GitHub, which we'll link to. And yeah, basically get started contributing. So technically it's, you know, it's just another competitor for Xamarin Forms, right? It, it tries to do kind of the same way, uh, the same thing in a little bit of a different way uh, and community driven. I, I mean, there's still a, a company backing it, right? Uh, but True. it's open source and uh, they, I think, I'm not sure how that's going actually. I think they're using a lot of what we mentioned earlier, also the Xamarin Forms renderers and they said they were going to contribute back, I think. I'm not sure if that ever really happened, but um, you know, we'll see. It, it will also be interesting how that's going to work if they're actually using like the Xamarin stuff, uh, how that's going to translate into .NET MAUI. Uh, but yeah, I think there's a lot of people who are very enthusiastic about Uno because they're doing great things. I think then they have that kind of famous sample where they run the like Windows UWP calculator on I don't know. Um, macOS or something, or they they did some crazy stuff for running it on a web, uh, because you know it's it's all cross platform and you can do awesome stuff with that. Um, so uh, I already mentioned a little bit like the WinUI three project reunion. I don't know how it is for you, but it just adds more of these names and things into it. Does any of you know what the Project Reunion stuff actually does? So Project Reunion is a bundle of a few components that uh, Microsoft is currently working up on. And I think one thing that the Project Reunion thing adds to the entire .NET MAUI mix is it's UWP has now become a bit of a moving target, I think. I, I guess they have got roadmaps and they want to meet at some point down the road, but yeah, so one thing that is uh, part of Project Reunion, and I think that's like the most famous one, is uh, WinUI 3. So that's the, an overhaul of or the next generation, they say, of the Windows user experience. And it looks, I really like it. I think it's a, the Fluence design that they will also be introducing there. And I I like it. I, when I'm, either I'm on Windows 10, there are a few apps that already started to adopt this new Fluent design. And I, yeah, I, I kind of like it. And the other two parts that are, th are parts, as far as I know, is uh, uh, Manage Resources will be one. They will do that with the MRT core, though I have to be honest with you, I will have to do some reading up on that one before I fully understand what it's doing. And there's also a rendering of text with the DWrite core, uh, which sounds cool, I guess. I didn't do that much uh, in-depth reading on it, but it does uh, include some device-independent text layouting, uh, hardware-accelerated text, multi-format text. Uh, sounds sounds really interesting. Uh, I guess demos would do that uh, a better justice than uh, telling you this on a podcast where we don't really have any visuals to work with. But yeah, that's that's what Project Reunion is. I think the, the tough thing right now is that uh, if you look at .NET MAUI, who says, hey, we really want to support UWP, uh, when we are releasing is if Project Reunion is not done by the time .NET MAUI releases, I think uh, the UWP support might again be lacking. So it's uh, it's two project teams that are trying to bring these things together and they're both working uh, at full speed to make it happen. So if you have ever been in a project like that where you've got two development teams uh, pumping out new features, 
it's it's always interesting if at the end all the stars will align and everything will be magical. I also think that they basically would have to wait for one another, right? If if you're truly saying one dot net, then I would say UWP would have to be first class citizen, right? I mean, can ditch them again like we did in the past, but. That won't do them any wonders. Mm, yeah, well, it's supposed to be the one dot net for the outside users, right? On the internal. No, 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 no. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they get all the things aligned and um, release on the same time with all the same bits. But uh, so far, you know, with each increment, now we're just going off in a tangent about dot and Maui. But uh, with each each preview, um, a lot of stuff is is um, um, added, so that's really cool. Um, I also know, you know, a little a little um, um, cliffhanger right here. I've seen already some of the demos that are coming on build, and some of the stuff that has been added. Um, I can't say anything about it, but it's it's going to be pretty cool. And you can sign up for build today. We'll put a link into the show notes, and then you will have a front row seat since it's remote. Yeah, you can even bring your own snacks. Isn't that cool? Wow. Mm-hmm. And I can wear sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're doing now. Yeah. So yeah. this is not awkward at all. Um, so yeah, yeah. Build, of course, the largest conference by Microsoft. Um, I think mostly targeting uh, developers. So, you know, if you don't know what it is all about, uh, that's it. It normally costs, what was it, Mark? Somewhere between $1,500 and $2,500 just to get in. Um, from the people who were there last time, the breakfast was not great, you know, for that <laughs> amount of money. Uh, in the past, you would get like free laptops for that price, and uh, it was it was crazy. But those days are gone, I think. Uh, but now, you know, with the pandemic, um, it's fully remote. You can sign up, you can be there, and I think you can even follow without signing up. But signing up will give you, you know, the possibility to interact, ask some questions, and do some other cool stuff. Uh, but yeah, so there will be the keynote and, um, of course, a lot of other sessions about all the new stuff that is coming out pretty soon. So that's going to be very, very cool. Maybe taking a step into the present, there's a one feature I just want to mention that I've used many times in the past and I will still use it today. And that is if you're on Windows and you want to have a quick development experience, UWP is hard to beat. Uh, it's really the, the app will start up really snappy uh, once it's initially uh, compiled. So for a inner dev cycle look, if you're not on the UI things, making it pixel perfect, uh, but more on the logic end side, uh, it's I still like to use UWP in my Xarin Forms projects today uh, if I'm on Windows to just have that really fast dev loop uh, going on. And so if you are developing a mobile app today, you can still have the UWP project there. And if you do not write to platform specific code, it actually is a really great addition for having a fast development experience. I just wanted to leave this tip here before Joe will say, and I think that's all that we have to say on this topic for now. Well, that's actually a good point, Mark, because, you know, even if you go outside of like, uh, I think we've we've been focused on like the cross-platform side of things, right? Because if you, UWP in itself is, I think, a pretty good platform. 
uh, really mature. You could do all the things on Windows because, you know, it, it belongs on Windows. So it has all the integrations there, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, so so you can do all the stuff there. And if you go like more cross-platform, then yeah, if you are looking at Xamarin Forms, um, hopefully with .NET MAUI, you know, you will have that complete solution, which is going to be awesome. With Xamarin Forms, you can definitely use it, but you will have to investigate a little bit if it's going to work for your specific scenario. Uh, but, you know, the other route that you could take is just share all your business logic, right? So you're just going to go use all your C-sharp code and all your backing code and do it um, sharing Xamarin Forms on Android and iOS. But for UWP, you're not going to take uh, the Xamarin Forms route. So it will take you a little bit of extra work to get the UI right and get that all up and running. But it's still XAML, so you can do still that. Um, and you can still reuse your business logic in that. So, you know, it's it's still a great platform. Um, it's just there's a lot of legacy with the whole Windows story and the different approaches that they tried to take there and uh, the, the different turns they're trying to take. But um, um, it's shaping up really nicely. Like Mark already said, it looks amazing. Um, with the new stuff that's coming up. So, um, you know, it's an interesting area, but um, it's it's getting there and it's definitely worth checking it out. And with these positive notes, I think we've come to an end on our episode about what's up with UWP. We've been your hosts, General Stiles, Stephen Davis, and Mark Halliburton. Please let us know about your UWP adventures on Twitter at NullPointers.io. Maybe you do not feel comfortable doing that out in the public. Our DMs are open and we can anonymously share here on our show that uh, Lachlan is, you know, sending us DMs for all kinds of things. Um, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Stay safe. And until next week on NullPointers.io.